0: Welcome back to the tape Store, everyone. This is Toby.
1: And this is Brooke.
0: We were made in the 80s. And
1: played in the 90s.
0: And we are continuing our month of Star Wars yes. this week. Last week, we opened with The Empire Strikes Back. Because as we said, we are keeping everything within the 80s and 90s. We had a lot of fun talking about Empire last week.
1: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Which is you know, my favorite in the Skywalker saga. Uh, my number two, second place... Silver medal goes to this film that we're going to talk about this week, and that is what what many of us thought was the end yeah, of the Star Wars saga for so long. It
1: was, I mean, yeah, years, decades.
0: Right? Which is Return of the Jedi. Right. Episode six. This is what we thought wrapped it all up, and then 2015 rolled around. Come to find out that there is much more to tell in the Skywalker saga.
1: We liked it. Yeah. No, we it's did. great.
0: We loved the new trilogy. Uh, we could do a podcast. I would love to do a podcast on episode eight.
1: Yeah, I would too, honestly. Because it we was We have a so, lot of
0: thoughts. We have a lot of thoughts, yeah.
1: <laughs> not bad. No. We're not we're actually not in the negative camp no. where that movie's concerned.
0: I think that The Last Jedi was Episode eight was really good.
1: Although I do think it requires a deeper look into the psychology of the characters for you to like yes. it. I think because usually once we like state our case. Right. People are like, oh, okay. Yeah. So like, it's yeah. not based on nothing, obviously.
0: No, I had a long conversation <laughs> with a buddy of mine who just didn't like it at all. And I said, well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Let me <laughs> let me give you some perspective. I mean, there were some parts of it that were um, surprising. Yeah. But
1: I mean nothing's perfect and nothing's some things are you know there are always things that don't work but I think as a cohesive whole movie yes it made it made sense I
0: I, I thought it did a really good job yeah. as far as giving us a different perspective on a lot of things that we always thought about Star Wars right but anyways <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is not a podcast about the 2010s It is not. We are still In the 80s here with 1983's Return of the Jedi. So this is important to me, Mm -hmm. special to me. This is the first Star Wars film that I saw in the theaters.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't, I can't actually, I might need to ask my parents just to pinpoint that memory. Yeah. But I know I saw this one. I'm pretty sure. Sure enough to where I can say this is the first one I saw.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely the first one. To come out when I was alive because Empire was released. I wasn't even born yet. Right. It was the year I was born. So, Well, let's get going into this really, really great chapter in the Star Wars Skywalker saga. Yes. I'm going to begin by reading the opening crawl, and then we're going to talk about setting and some things that really, I think, jump out right away watching this film within its first few minutes. Opening crawl is episode six Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. So let's talk a little bit about the setting. We talked about Empire last week, right? Right. Empire left our heroes defeated without Han Solo, essentially backed into a corner. Yeah. I mean, Empire Strikes Back really, it lived up to its name. The Empire certainly struck back. Yeah. Luke is humbled and brought low after his defeat at the hands of Darth Vader, not only physically. I mean, Vader roughs him up physically. Yeah. Does a number on him, but emotionally after the reveal that. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Yes. They're one and the same. Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker are the same person. Leia is also emotionally defeated. She's bereft of Han. We you know, they really discover their feelings for each other yes. in Empire. So everything was left uncertain. Yep. And after Empire Strikes Back ends, there is a time jump of a few months. Okay. Between the end of Empire Strikes Back and where the events of return of the jedi begin so from the end of empire to the beginning of return of the jedi yeah there is a a time jump of several months
1: i didn't I actually didn't realize it was that long
0: yeah and in that several months we find really after watching just a, a few minutes yeah of return of the jedi that a lot has happened in this few months luke is a completely different guy. Yes. In a good way.
1: Yeah, he's much more in control of himself.
0: He's stronger. <clears throat> yeah. He's wiser. He's in again, as you said, much more in control. Yeah. Tempered.
1: Yeah, he used to be so like, oh my god, like about everything and yeah, the and, moment and we, we, see- we see him, we well, yeah, that is until he gets on. <laughs> That's it, until it gets to Endor, and then no,
0: it's funny. old we,
1: Luke starts to peek out a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: you know, Luke is very <laughs> intense, and he's very like, let's go do it, you know? Yeah. And we do see that come back. We, we were talking about <laughs> how Luke is stronger and tempered. Right. Much more in Return of the Jedi, but when uh, there's a specific scene on Endor, the speeder <laughs> chase, when it's him and Leia and the scout troopers, we see Luke kind of like... Come on, get closer, come on. Yeah. And, and it just looks so, like, intense. and
1: The Jedi stuff, he's like, ah. But hush. we see, you know,
0: but let's save that for when we get to that part yes. of the film. Yes, But Luke is stronger. Yeah. Even his appearance, wearing black, much more serious, almost formidable and intimidating. hmm You know? He now knows the truth of his father, and that's really been allowed to sit. And yeah,
1: he's had some time to kind of, like, marinate in that truth
0: and there's also obviously been some jedi training going on there's a deleted scene in return of the jedi actually there's a a few yeah there's a but there's a really the my favorite one is it's at the beginning of return of the jedi as far as chronologically it shows luke in a cave with r2d2 and darth vader is talking to him basically uh you know come with me right come be at my side Leading you to, I think, believe that maybe throughout the several months, he's been dealing with maybe hearing even the voice of his father. Mm. Having to really deal with that and learn how to not submit to that. Yeah. Right? This is his dad.
1: That's intense.
0: And in this scene, we hear this, you know, voice of Vader. You know, Darth Vader is, he's sitting in his, Darth Vader has this chamber. You see it in Empire. It's like a... It's like a pressurized chamber. Mm-hmm. He can actually like not wear his helmet. He has to wear his helmet to survive. Right. So he doesn't have to wear his helmet in this chamber. He's talking to Luke. Again, coaxing him. Yeah. He wants Luke. Well, Luke is hearing this, but he's also working and kind of tinkering on this lightsaber. Yeah. And it's obviously a new lightsaber. We know he lost the Skywalker lightsaber right. that belonged to his father in Empire when he fought Vader at Bespin. Well... We see him kind of working on it, and then he activates it, and we mm. see that the blade is green. Yep. I also want to add that part of a Jedi's training, which we find out, especially when we get into the prequels, Yeah. part of a Jedi's training is constructing a lightsaber. Mm. It's actually very, very intricate. It's very delicate, very, very meticulous process. It's a very complex piece of technology, right. the lightsaber. It's not like a blaster, you know. Obi Wan kind of gives a little comparison in A New Hope when he says, "Oh, not as clunky as a blaster," you know. I don't think those were those, were his, those weren't his exact words, but right. Jedi's fight with these lightsabers that are very, very, very um, delicate and finessed weapons. Yeah. So Luke has constructed one. It looks exactly like Obi Wan Kenobi's. It just it's colored differently, but okay. it looks exactly like it. That's neat. What we can get from this though is that Luke is advanced. Luke has advanced in his knowledge. We also see R2D2 here. And again, this is a deleted scene, so you don't see it in the regular film, but you again, you see R2 not just as a droid, but he's Luke's best friend.
1: And he has Luke's characteristics.
0: He does. He's quite quite fiery.
1: Yeah, they're always like, Watch your language, R2. And I'm like, I just love the fact that this little droid is just so fiery and like probably like cussing people out. We just have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I just love it. But but yeah, he and Luke share that fire. And I think it's why R2 is always ready to run into battle when, you know, 3PO is like, I don't know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Now, it is Luke and just how he has developed as a character that makes Return of the Jedi a very close second to Empire. I mean, just seeing how he has developed. I mean, to go from what he was in A New Hope to seeing him in Empire to seeing him in Jedi, you really see such a great development. Yeah. How he is growing and maturing. Mm-hmm. And really, we're going to see in this film how he embraces his destiny. Well, the first thing we have to deal with in this film is, well, let's let's take a look at the scroll. Luke Skywalker has returned to Tatooine to rescue Han. That's the first thing that's being right. taken care of, right?
1: right? Right. Straight out of the gate.
0: Han Solo <laughs> was... Trying to get money to of the Hutt, he had been trying to do it. He had been dealing with Jabba the Hutt since the first film. Yep. Right.
1: This was all. This kind of was like always coming.
0: This was always coming, right? Well, of course, we know that thanks to Darth Vader, thanks to Boba Fett, and their little deal and Empire. Yep. Han ends up in the hands of Jabba the Hutt. Perfect. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt actually makes no effort to get him out of the carbonite or anything. In fact, he kind of sees. This he calls is op- them like a wall decoration. Yeah, he's like, he's I like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, this is great. So for the foreseeable future, Han essentially is like an example, a visible example of what happens when you don't hold up your end of a bargain yep. with Jabba the Hutt, who's a gangster. Tatooine's almost kind of like the Old West, essentially. Yeah. Lawless, it seems, right? When we, you know, the times we've seen it in the Star Wars films. Well, Luke has a plan. And I think it's one of the best parts of the film.
1: Oh, it is.
0: What we first see is R2 and 3PO. (laughs) They are walking to Jabba's palace. And R2-D2 has a message for Jabba from Luke. Yes. Right? They get into Jabba's palace. They're let in. And R2 shows a message, like a projection of Luke. And we see him standing there, which is very much like a Jedi would do. Right. Like, how can we do this without having to go to arms, essentially? He's like, I want to talk to you about setting up a bargain right in exchange for solo's life he gives 3po gives quote unquote gives 3po and r2d2 as gifts to right. job of the Hutt. and much to 3po's surprise
1: i know he's like oh what have i done wrong And i'm like well, dude don't you know luke by now like yeah. i'm i'm pretty sure r2 was like all right i know what this is right but 3po ever doubtful
0: right of course yes <laughs> So, 3PO is put to work immediately as Jabba's translator. R2 is put to work on Jabba's sail barge, which I guess when Jabba wants to take a little cruise around the desert and have a party and a little <laughs> concert, and you know, R2 is going to be there working. We then start to get some more introductions to characters. We see that there is a guard that is clad in armor. Mm-hmm. And cleverly, his face is covered, but we see through the little visor there that it is Lando Calrissian. Yes,
1: through the tusks. <laughs> on now, remember, his, on his the
0: last we saw Lando, he flew away in the Falcon to go find Han. Right. So he's been planted, essentially. We can assume that this mm-hmm. is a plant, and he's probably been there for some time. Yeah. Then comes in, chewy, bound, and being led by this short bounty hunter mm-hmm. and the name of this bounty hunter is boosh b-o-u-s-h it's b-o-u-s-h-h ah boosh <laughs> he was a bounty hunter <clears throat> it doesn't explain it in return of the jedi essentially much about this guy right but he's a bounty hunter and he comes in and says hey i got this wookie i want the bounty for him i know you're looking for him we know that jabba would love to have Chewbacca. Yes, because if he know
1: if he if he knows Han is Chewie's part of that package.
0: Jabba wants twenty five thousand for Chewbacca. Yeah. Boosh wants fifty thousand. Yep. Well, Jabba's like no. Yeah. And like knocks three PO down over it, you know, (laughs) in his outrage. Then Boosh pulls out a thermal detonator. Yeah. And Jabba's like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. How about thirty five thousand? And he accepts. So now we have three PO, Lando's there. Chewie's there. Another familiar face that's there is Boba Fett. Yes, he's kind of like watching flirt- this all. He's watching it all slash flirting with some ladies, right? You know. And when Bush brings in Chewbacca, it's kind of cool. I always like this scene. Uh, once Bush like makes this uh, negotiation with Jabba, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: he looks over. And sees that Boba Fett's watching him, and Boba Fett kind of gives a nod, like, not bad.
1: Yeah, like he kind of respected. Like, yeah, that like show. I got Han,
0: you got Chewie, know, because they're in the same line of work. Yeah. Well, that night, all is quiet at Jabba's <laughs> Palace, and then we see Bush again, this, this short bounty hunter figure, the one that brought in Chewbacca, and Bush starts to deactivate Han's carbonite. And Han falls out, and Bush talks in this weird voice, you know, like that's obviously. That's like call, a,
1: a voice changer That uh, calls
0: by the mask. Han can't see. He has hibernation sickness. That's what Boosh is telling him, like, you have hibernation sickness. Your sight will turn in time. And Han puts his hand up and touches the mask and goes, who are you? And we find that <laughs> Boosh is not a he. In fact, it's not Boosh at all. It's a she. Who is it?
1: It is Princess Leia. It's
0: Princess Leia.
1: Who is just as awesome as ever. Yeah.
0: He says, who are you? And she goes, someone who loves you. And they share a kiss. And then we hear the menacing laugh of Jabba the Hutt, he caught them. Yes. So all of our heroes are now situated <laughs> at Jabba's palace, except one. Right. The only person that's not arrived is Luke. Mm-hmm. Well, then here comes Luke. It's like the, Like later that day, right?
1: <laughs>
0: Jabba, it seems that all he does is party and like... Eat and the these, ensnare people. Yeah, and eat these frogs and has girls dance for him. Yep. Leia is no longer in the bo- the bush outfit. No.
1: No, bless her. I know this is like the one scene where every woman is like, "Oh my god." I know, right. Like just let's just appeal to the the male uh fantasy here. Right. And it is. So. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: you know, when I was a young single Star Wars fan, it was, you know, it was cool. <laughs> Everybody agrees on that. It's or at true. least the guys do. I don't know. <laughs> i
1: just every time I watch it I get so uncomfortable because I'm like, Oh God, oh God, don't move, don't breathe, don't move. Because there's just there's not a lot of support for anything going on there. So I get really stressed out for her <laughs> on her behalf.
0: Well, <laughs> Leia is in this it's called the slave Leia. Yeah, the you know, slave girl outfit. <laughs> yeah, the slave girl outfit. And she has a chain around her neck. Which oh, she has like I a like that. a like a link with a chain. And
1: he yeah, and, and Jabba holds it. Yeah, it's he like, awful. Yeah,
0: it's not good.
1: And Carrie Fisher Fisher actually said of the costume that it was like horrible. Like there was I'm sure. It was horribly uncomfortable. It was obvious you know, she she uh, agreed with me that moving wrong would be bad, a bad yeah. choice. <laughs> uh so I'm just kinda like George Lucas, sir.
0: Now, as we said, Luke is the only one that has not arrived. So Luke arrives. Han has been imprisoned in a cell with Chewie. Yeah, Chewie like like, holds him. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, no. He holds him. He goes, all right, buddy. You know, Han
1: totally needs Chewie for well for like a million reasons. But one of the main ones is that Chewie makes up for Han's lack of showing affection.
0: Chewie makes no bones about it if he loves you. I think
1: that Han has always needed that and will forever need that from (laughs) Chewie.
0: Yeah. So Han and Chewie are in a cell. Again, Lando is a guard. Three PO is doing the Three PO thing for Jabba the Hutt. Yes, R two is there. And well, on the barge, but yeah, there. on the barge, but yeah, and Leia is in a very compromising situation. Now, here comes Luke. He walks in. He immediately backs these two, like you but know. But even
1: his entrance is really striking. Like it's the doors open to Jabba's palace, and all you see is you see like the blinding light, and then his cape, just the silhouette of a this cape. cloaked figure, and. If I you know I remember when I saw it for the first time I was like it's got to be Luke. It has to be right. Luke. Because he's the only one of our friends not there. But it just looks so like oh okay this is somebody important. This isn't just another side character.
0: Yeah, and Luke does not seem at all under any kind of duress. He's Mm-mm. not like oh gosh, you know, how am I going to get in there and get my friends? He is completely at peace here it yeah. seems. It's like he knows undoubtedly he knew this is how it was all going to go down. Oh yeah. He probably knew. That Jabba was not going to accept his bargain. No, but he's coming in. He immediately backs off two guards using the Force. Yep. He's able to trick Jabba's um, advisor. I yeah. guess I, his name's I Bi- guess that's Bi- what his name's is. Bib Fortuna. Mm-hmm. And he comes. He's like, no, 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 no. You can't be in here. And, he's, and he immediately <laughs> just says, "You'll take me to Jabba now." And he's like, "I will take you to Jabba now." Like, okay, like, in his little language. But yes. So he gets in there and. Luke gives a presentation, you know, like, listen, yeah, he's like, he tries to use the Jedi mind trick, but that doesn't work on Jabba. It works on his little underling, his little crony, but not on Jabba. So the fact of the matter is this is not working out well for our friends. Even Luke, it seems through diplomacy, cannot get Jabba to go through with this deal. Jabba ends up hitting a button. Luke falls through the chute. Yep. Ends up battling a rancor monster. This is important, and I'll tell you mm-hmm. why. We know that Luke defeats the rancor, right? This giant monster that lives like in the basement of Jabba's palace. That essentially <laughs> Jabba throws, you know, undesirables like, too, undesirables <laughs> to, and then watches this big monster eat him. Yeah. This is where I found out that Luke Skywalker is left-handed. Oh. He is. Mark Hamill's left-handed.
1: I would have never caught and, that.
0: And me. Yours truly, being a left-handed, <laughs> and nobody was left-handed. In yeah. fact, eighty-eight percent of the population is right-handed. Right. So I'm only twelve percent of the population, and we love that one of our heroes that's left-handed is Luke Skywalker. That's cool. So cool guy. Yeah, he threw he throws a rock with his left hand and uh, shuts shuts this massive gate, killing the creature. At any rate, so we are about to see Luke's plan come into fruition, because what happens is Jabba. And his entourage get on the sail barge. And the plan is for Jabba to finally have his revenge on Han and Luke and all these... All of our heroes. Yes. That have, you know, really, really interfered with his...
1: His nice afternoon.
0: <laughs> yeah, his nice <laughs> afternoon, I guess, you know. At any rate, I guess he feels like now's the time. I've got enough of them together. Yeah, you know? yeah. Guys are causing me trouble. So... He goes to what is called the Great Pit of Carcoon. And inside the Pit of Carcoon is a sarlacc. Okay. Mm-hmm. So sarlacc is essentially this giant creature that they live in pits. They have tentacles and whatever they eat, they slowly digest over like a really long a time. A thousand years. Yeah. Over a thousand years. And the one, what's funny is, uh, <laughs> When they when, when Jabba pronounces his sentence, it's Threepio that's doing it. Yeah. So you're hearing Threpio saying, Oh God, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I know he
1: sounds so remorseful.
0: Now Han is like, Oh God, you know? Yeah. Luke goes, You should have bargained. Yeah. So I'm thinking, man, Luke is
1: like, what do you have up your sleeve? What dude? do you have
0: up your sleeve, right? So they get to the Sarlacc pit and it's kinda of almost like walking the plank. You yeah. Like a like a plank. It like is. A, you know kind of like shootout. It's, it's
1: very piratey. It's very it's a very yeah. it's a very swashbuckling it is. Uh I don't want to say scene, but it's a very swashbuckling um like top point in the movie. Yeah. It's, they, very, it's, much it's like, very much like okay, we gotta style. rescue the princess and do this and do that. Yeah. So I I kinda love that.
0: Luke starts to nod to Lando, then he gives like a little signal to R two and then we see R two kind of like move into sight. Like R two's got all these little compartments on his head. <laughs> And he kind of, like, pops up. We see the hilt. And we know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as Luke jumps, he turns, catches the plank, and shoots back up and does a flip. So cool. I know. R2 shoots the lightsaber in the air. Luke catches it, turns it on, and it is on, literally. Yes. Like, not only does he turn the lightsaber on, I mean. But it's on. It's on. Yeah,
1: it's swashbuckly, like, times a million. So
0: Luke goes to town on, like, Fifty guys. <laughs> I mean, he just starts basically throwing haymakers, mm-hmm. lightsaber haymakers. That is. So where we see this glorious green lightsaber in action. Han cannot get it together because he's tied up. So he needs like he needs to get loose and stuff, and he still can't quite see. Right.
1: Yeah. He said earlier. He says like, "Okay, everything's not a dark blur anymore. It's a light blur." Yeah. So <laughs> he's not really firing on all cylinders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Earlier he said that, and that's yeah. when Lucas showed him like, "Look, I'm taking care of everything," and Han's like, "Oh, yeah. Okay." Right. Even Han doesn't really realize what has gone on in Luke's personal development here.
1: This is, it's, it's, I know we've said it, but it just really is a very different Luke. He has not only grown as a person, but he's, he's, um, he's learned how to put these things together.
0: This is the thing. He
1: has orchestrated a very elaborate plan that had, that took a long time. It was yes. a long game. So, like, when you really break patience. down what he did and like, think about how he had to plan it it's really impressive
0: right it is so luke and the gang they start to essentially dismantle jabba's entourage i Mm. mean luke's just taking him out this is where we lose boba fett which he essentially dies by accident i know it's weird if he's dead look i just want to throw out there the mandalorian who knows what that's going to do with with boba fett yeah but for all we know, he's dead, at least at this point.
1: Yeah, it's always it's 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 never never always been a he's dead, dot, 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 yeah, question mark. Well, I mean, in so, Star Wars
0: canon, he's dead. Right. I mean, like I said, we don't know what could right. happen. But at any rate, Han <laughs> turns around and hits him. He doesn't even realize he hits him with a stick or a, a staff or something. Yeah,
1: and it, it's kind it, of a devastating it, hit.
0: It causes his jetpack to misfire, yeah. and he hits the sail barge and then falls into the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. Like three or four other guys throughout the entire sequence, like fall into the Sarlacc yep. pit. You know, Lando's grabbed by it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Han saves him. Now, how does Leia get out?
1: Okay. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Leia is still ensnared by her neck.
0: Yeah, but it's total chaos in the sail barge. Yeah, it's nuts.
1: Things are going crazy. People are like what's because happening. Because on
0: top of the sail barge, Luke is just yeah. meleeing exactly all the guys. So
1: she takes this opportunity. To choke Jabba to death with the chain that she is bound by, which right. is again pretty amazing. Yeah, and his and he's just gross. He's just disgusting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know, she. I mean, she is having to choke with all her might because he's a massive creature. But uh, she gets the job done. Yes, and she gets out of there. How? Uh, how did she get the chain off?
0: R 2s there. I'm, Remember, for R2, some R2, reason, R2 I was, was blanking
1: out on that part.
0: R two was serving drinks on the barge. That's right
1: remember that was was
0: what he was assigned to do (laughs) r2 shocks his little you know oh that awful thing his name's salacious crumb but you know his little gremlin thing that yeah
1: the jim henson creature he looks like he belongs in the labyrinth
0: so he shoots him with you know he kind of shocks him he's like yeah and then he unlocks leia you know he and then leia and and what's
1: great about what's great about it is as soon as she gets up top looks like hey
0: yeah. Go I got, do, yeah. go do something. And I'm he like, tells okay. her to get the gun. Yes. <laughs> and point it at the deck. You know, he essentially they used the gun on the sail barge to blow the sail barge. Right. You know, up and stuff. And an incredibly executed plan. And it was all done by really the new and improved Luke yeah, Skywalker that seriously. we're seeing here. Which again is one of the best parts about this film. When you're a kid, you're like, oh my gosh. You know, yeah. now when you're an adult, you're the same way. You're like, man, Luke is just like came out of nowhere just really wasted no time in learning from his mistakes in Empire and really becoming disciplined, you know, the hero that he needs to be. After this is all over, we see really a similar situation that we saw in Empire. Mm -hmm. They split up. Luke and R2 go back to Dagobah because Luke said, I have a promise to keep to finish his training. He said, I promise. Remember, he promised in Empire. I promise I will complete the training.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yep.
0: against all odds, Luke survives against Vader in his first confrontation. He he goes back to Dagobah while Han and the gang go back to the rebel fleet. Now, now all this, the, the issue has been Jabba. Let's not forget the Empire right. has. That was
1: just, that was really kind of just like a roadblock. That right. wasn't really the actual issue.
0: Meanwhile, the Empire has been very busy. The second Death Star. Yep. It's mm-hmm. not finished though. You can tell it's not. Yeah,
1: it's still it, they're still building it, but yeah. they they're like, "No, no, no, we're not we're not leaving this idea behind." And
0: Darth Vader is there as intimidating as ever to this uh mm-hmm. Imperial commander because you got to think, I mean, he has no issue like smoking these no. Imperial officers mm-hmm. that that do stuff wrong. He did it to two of them in Empire. Right. So, this guy's like nervous and and Vader's like, "You're behind schedule. The Emperor's not pleased, and he's coming." So, we know now from that first scene, mm-hmm. we are going to see more of the Emperor. He's going to take a much more active role in this film, and he very much does. Yes. So.
1: Or he, the lightning one, as our son likes to refer yeah, to Yeah, the him. lightning one, right?
0: <laughs> so the Emperor is going to be a major player. Uh, there's, there, there's a second Death Star being built. So we now have the Emperor, we have Vader, and yep. of course we have the might of the Galactic Empire, building a much more powerful Death Star yeah. in this film. Luke returns to Dagobah ready to finish his training. Right. But to his surprise, Yoda has declined in health. Yeah. And and it's it's a really sweet scene. It's sad. Yeah, because we love Yoda. And he turns Yoda turns to him, he's like, Do I you know, basically he goes, Do I look so old to young eyes? And he goes, No, no, no. But Luke's looking at him, he's you could tell Luke's like, What is what's going on? You know, I'm worried about you, right? Yeah. Yoda knows that his time has come. Looks like, hey, I'm here to train, and Yoda's like, "You don't need it." And he goes, "Oh, then I'm a Jedi," <laughs> and Yoda's like, "No, <laughs> you still have to face your father. This is part of Luke's destiny, right? Yeah, you still have to face your father." He even tells Luke, "This is unfortunate for you. It's unfortunate that to complete your training, you have to face your father. Yeah. That that you're that that the person who has to bring balance to the Force has to face their father. Mm. You know, yeah." It's intense. So Yoda passes very peacefully, and the Force takes him. Yeah, which is a whole thing in the Star, War- yes. Star Wars universe. Like it's like when when you die, like because some Jedi's die, but some immediately like disappear. Like and that like the, means
1: the, we're going to see their Force ghost again. Yeah, usually. the Force
0: receives them essentially. And the last words that Yoda says to him is one: "You're almost there. Mm-hmm. I don't envy you for doing what you still have to do, but you you must do it." Yeah. And, of course, these powerful words, uh, there is another Skywalker. And Luke's like, oh, my, yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. Holy yeah, holy cow. Once Yoda dies, Luke comes out, and we see a little bit of the old Luke come back, because what does he tell R2? He goes, I can't do it. <laughs> and then we have our old friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi, saying, look, Yoda's always going to be with you. You know, he's like, why don't you tell me, Ben, about all this stuff with my I father? I What was And I guess then we can have a discussion about Timing. Like was Luke even ready to hear it in a new hope about his
1: Right. And like on one hand, is it fair? But also like yeah, like you said, like I think if he knew right away, he would have as green as he was. Right. And as rash as he was, he would have he would've rushed right into it. Right. And because he had no strength he had no Jedi training, his strength of heart would have failed him.
0: Right. So Luke has one final hurdle. He must face his father, and Luke is not as as matured and as tempered as Luke has has become. Yeah. We still see the lesson here, right? That mm-hmm. no matter how much you grow, there's always going to be challenge. Oh yeah. And Luke has a big challenge ahead of him. He has to face not just a formidable enemy and Darth Vader is incredibly formidable. It's his father. Yeah. So there's this a moral, you know, crisis here, a, yeah. a moral conundrum essentially. Like what do I do? Let's get back to the Rebel fleet. Yes. So we have Han, we have Lando, we have Leia, we have the droids and we have Chewie. I see two things here with Han and Lando which is very interesting. Both of them are promoted to general. Yep. So Han has accepted his calling. Yeah. We're, we're seeing that. Lando is accepting his call is, is accepting his calling, right? Mm-hmm. Both of them as leaders for a good cause. Han leads a ground assault team on Endor. To give a little bit of context here, the second Death Star is located in the system of Endor, and there is a moon. It's like a big forest, the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. Well, the the Death Star is kind of hanging out there, and it draws its defense from a shield generator that's on the moon. Right. So you cannot do anything to that Death Star until you get on that moon and deactivate the shield from...
1: From Endor. from, From
0: Endor. Han's job as a general is to lead a ground assault team on Endor to do that. Right, Lando, again, accepting his calling, leading a squadron of fighters to destroy the Death Star once Han has done his part. It's like a one-two punch. I love that it's Han and Lando. Yeah,
1: because they have such trust between them anyway. I mean, well, you know. (laughs) I think,
0: too, it's it's just a great example of, like, maybe you were living for yourself. I know Han and Lando were both like that, smugglers. They were Mm -hmm. essentially living for themselves. And it's never too late to say, you know what? I'm not going to live for myself. I I, I want to live for something greater for other people.
1: And also, you never know what life is training you for.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely. I think like that's that's a good one.
1: They as you know, once they because because I mean now Han accepts his con- his calling in a very Han way because like Leia and them, they're like, I wonder who's going to lead the assault team. And they're like General Han. He's like, <laughs> like he yeah. didn't kind he kind of waited for that little su- surprise.
0: He's not. He He's still not does Han ever fully embrace? I think Han just kind of realizes, oh, I'm doing this now.
1: Right I'm now. doing, yeah, I'm doing this now, and I do care about the Empire not winning. I do care about the right side winning. Right. You know, he 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 has to realize that.
0: And now Han is now becoming attached to, you know, he has a family, as we talked about in Empire. He's, he's realizing he mm-hmm. loves Leia. He loves Luke. You know, Chewie loved them already.
1: I know. Chewie was like, look, I've been here, so yeah. welcome. <laughs>
0: So we've talked about this this two-part plan. Yes. And it's essentially laid out kind of in a conference-type situation. So what about... Mon Mothma is...
1: I want to first talk about the actress that plays Mon Mothma because I think it's neat. Me, Toby, and I also watch this show. Not 80s or 90s at all. In fact, it's actually from the 1700s. Right. It is called Poldark. Some of you may watch that. It's on um, BBC Masterpiece Yes, Theater. Poldark's an excellent show. It is excellent, Um, but I didn't realize it because she was so old in the show. Oh, God. But aunt, Ag- aunt Agatha, who is you know Ross Poldark's aunt who's just old and does tarot cards and weird, yeah. she's Mon Mothma. Wow. So uh, obviously, when we're watching uh, Return of the Jedi, it's it's young. Yeah, you just told me that today. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, okay, there's no way I would have recognized her ever, which I think is interesting because on Poldark she plays a matriarch of their family of this you know really wealthy family in England, but in Star Wars she plays a senator. And uh, obviously, she, I mean, she she's the one who is telling everybody what's going on. And
0: arguably, you could call her a matriarch for the Rebel Yes, Alliance, exactly.
1: You know? And I think as, uh, one thing that I really have liked about Star Wars, and they've continued to do this, uh, obviously, with the newer ones, is mm. um, there's never any differentiation between male and female, really, in roles and uh, the roles in the Republic. No. Which I love. It's, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, even when they rescue Leia, it's not because she's Princess Leia. It's because she's part of our team. No, yeah. she's you know. um, Mon Mothma is obviously, you know, kind of giving the orders and, and telling everybody what's going on. And if you've noticed, all the women in leadership in the Star Wars universe, they're all very steady and calm yes. and collected. And it's neat that that's looked up to and respected by all. I don't know. I just it's it's encouraging as a you know as a movie watcher as a woman. It's it's neat. It's very cool. But sci fi has always been able to do that. Sci uh, sci fi or or fantasy stories are always able to do justice to gender roles and things like that. So I love it.
0: Her name is Caroline Blackiston. She's an English actress. Now I just want to talk a little bit about my impression of her. Mm-hmm. As a kid, she was impressionable to me. Mm-hmm. I just think that goes with the craft of a very, very gifted performer, actress, and she is. Yes. But now as an adult, I watch her, and I mean, in that bit part, she made such an impression when she talks about, she She kind of gives the whole schematics of the Death Star and mm-hmm. kind of talks a little bit about it, and then she says, many Bothans died to bring us this information mm-hmm. with a lot of emotion. Yeah she does make a massive impression. And we see Mon Mothma again in yeah, the, we do. In the, in the uh, Star Wars universe. Uh, we see a younger version of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's incredibly important. I just thought it was really cool that she made such an impression. Yeah. And I think it's the actress, and I think, it, of course, it's the character. But I do remember even being a kid being like, oh, my gosh, she's so sad. Yeah. But also to see this woman who is incredibly graceful, yeah. And beautiful. A, and poised. Yeah. And she's in the midst of these freedom fighters. And I just love that.
1: It's a it's just a really cool image.
0: I felt the same way about Laura Dern in Uh The Last that. Jedi. Yes. I, sorry. No, no, no. I, I don't like, want to get too far there, but go ahead.
1: It's but what I'm that's what I meant kind of by like it's perpetual. like they kept that going with the later yeah. stories that because Poe still was had these great yeah, these great, um, strong female leaders. Mm-hmm. With that same poise, that same... Because, I mean, obviously, Leia Organa was the exact same. Yes. I mean, duh.
0: Absolutely. But
1: especially one, by the time we got to the last few movies, you know, in, in these last few years, she was she was a, a Mon Mothma in her own right. But, of course, Leia is, it's, I mean, basically a goddess on her own. Yeah,
0: she's a whole other deal, especially, you know, with her, her calling in the Force and such. Yes. So... They lay out this plan, this, this this two-part plan, Han on the ground, deactivating the shield, Lando with the fighters and the fleet actually physically destroying the Death Star, and they make the move, and they do this through a clandestine mission mm-hmm. secret. You know, They put the strike team with Han and Luke and Leia and the droids and Chewie and yeah. some other guys that, that we don't know but dressed in camo gear. Right. They get on uh, an Imperial shuttle that they stole. And they, they sneak past. They undercover. They go in. They give a code. Vader spots the ship. He's like, where's that shuttle going? You know, Let's Vader learn. knows that Luke is on the ship. And Luke says, Vader's on that ship. So father and son connected. Yeah,
1: they feel they feel each other's presence.
0: So Vader knows that Luke is on the strike team. And, and that's fine. This is going to be different, guys. In Empire, it's like, I'm going to get him in here. We're going to get him in the Carbonite. We're going to get him to the Emperor. Now it's like, okay. He knows I'm his father. He knows that he is my son. Yep. It's going to be much different. Well, the Emperor in his conversations with Vader has said, look, he's going to come looking for you. And and the Emperor's right, as yeah, we will see of here soon. But some stuff happens. Once our strike team gets on to Endor, Han <laughs> has to be Han. <laughs> <laughs> they we see some scout troopers that are standing, you know, they're kind of patrolling, you know, standing and watching, you know, they it's it's not a, it's not an easy it's it's not just going to be a walk in a park no, to, of to course get not. to get to the shield generator. Han goes, "All right, you guys stay here, me and Chu are going to handle this." It's me, right? No. And that's when, as you said, Han steps on the
1: loudest twig in space. Yes. Like as they sneak it up. Yeah. And it's then just he, terrible. And
0: then he stops and looks down to see what he stepped on. Like, it doesn't matter, dude. It yeah, I, it doesn't matter. Seriously. What you do. He stops looking at
1: You're focusing on the wrong issue right now.
0: <laughs> and I don't know who this scout trooper was, but he gives Han a backhand that sends him flying back like six feet. I mean, he just backhands <laughs> Han. And Han just he gets every yeah. bit of it. One hundred percent of that backhand. <laughs> Han took every bit of it. Flew back. So Han fights. Uh, Chewie is able to dispatch one with his crossbow. Incredibly powerful weapon. Chewie's laser crossbow. Side note. And the scout troopers start to scramble. They cannot let the scout troopers get to the the base. Right. The the Imperial base on Endor because they're going to alert the rest of the Empire. The fact that there's rebels here. So this is when Leia and Luke go into pursuit of the scout troopers uh, via speeders. Yes. I mean, Leia jumps right into it. Again, Leia, she has no issue on the actual field in combat. No. I mean, Leia can command troops from a station. She's incredibly brave. But she will also fight uh, on the ground. So Leia immediately jumps on a speeder, goes after him. Luke hops on the back. And this is where we see the intense, you know.
1: This is where old Luke... Oh, comes Luke, out. he's like, hey, move closer. He's like, come on. And you know? his face, I mean, obviously, this is a podcast. You can't see her face, but his face. Yeah. Well, he's just so. I think if you so watch intense. that
0: scene, you see the difference between Luke and Leia. I noticed yeah. that even just watching. I said, okay, Luke is like, uh, And Leia's just same face, no emotion, just like, I'm, I'm doing what. She's focused needs on to be what done. needs to be done. She's yeah. She's always been about what needs to be done, which in many cases can make her the better Skywalker. Yeah. You know? So, of course, Luke and Leia are eventually able to stop these scout troopers. But not before they get separated. Right. Leia, this is how she meets the Ewoks. She meets them by meeting the first one. And <laughs> she meets Wicket, Yeah, which is played by Warwick Davis. And these are childlike, very cute little furry forest space teddy bears. Little, you know? Yeah, with spears. Yeah. Leia befriends Wicket. She ta- he, Wicket takes her back to his uh, village and everything's great. Our other friends, Rebels, get there, but in a much different way. Yes. They're walking around looking for Leia. You know, Luke is able to find Han in the gang. They're like, well, where's Leia? He's like, "We got separated, you know? And yeah. So they're looking well, gotta for go Leia. Get her. Well, they get trapped by a net. Chewie sees some kind of animal carcass. Yeah. Like raw meat hanging. He grabs it. Luke's like, wait, don't. Too late. Right. <laughs> they get picked up by this massive net. They're all in this jumble. It's Can you imagine just being caught up in that crazy bundle? No, you know, you got the droids, You got they're 3PO, all crazy. <laughs> you got 3PO and R2. You got Luke, Han, and Chewie. And you got Luke saying, Han, can you reach my lightsaber? And Han's like, yeah, sure. Which I still <laughs> think. He's like
1: crawling across the net yeah, trying to I get I think it. he
0: was being sarcastic. I think he's like, yeah, sure, Luke, no problem. Yeah,
1: this right. is not an issue. We're not tangled in a net or anything. R2
0: cuts him loose with one of his many little tools he has in it. He
1: is just a walking Swiss Army knife. And that's where
0: it. they meet. The rest of the Ewoks, you know, and they are not nice. Now, remember, Leia has befriended Wicket earlier, yeah, but the rest of the Ewoks are like, "Who are you guys?" And this is where three PO becomes the hesitant hero. Yes, C three PO is unwittingly the very reason the Ewoks become incredibly important allies for the Rebels because when he sits up after they <laughs> after they fall out of the net, you know, Han and Luke. And the rest of them, they're getting spears pointed yes. at. Him. Well, C-3PO pops up, and they all stop,
1: <laughs> and they hit
0: the deck. They're like, "Oh!" My and gosh. they worship him. Of course, the Ewoks speak a different language. You know, three PO is kind of translating to Luke and Han what they're saying. And three pos like, "Hey, they think I'm a god." <laughs> and you know, like, okay, so th- you know,
1: let's uh, let's roll with this. Let's roll with
0: <laughs> this, right? So they have him. Next thing you know, they have three PO on a throne. Chief of the Ewoks is kind of yeah. like you know talking, holding Luke's lightsaber. He's like pointing with it and stuff. <laughs> oh my you know? gosh! And they have Han and Luke and Chewie on. They're gonna burn. Like, him, I'll I guess. spit. Yeah. And Luke is like, 3 PO, tell him. You know, if 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 you don't let us go, you're gonna get angry and use your powers." And he's like, "So he tries to tell him. You know, C three. Yeah." And they still don't believe him. They got kind of go back. Oh, they're like, like, "Whatever, bro." Right. And then Luke uses the Force. Yes. And lifts 3PO up and it freaks the Ewoks they're out like, so they oh let them all go. Oh my dear god. <laughs> and I, it's all really I think to get to this point when they're all free and you know Leia has come out by this point. Yeah. She's in like now her force child. Yeah. Get up. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: And they all embrace and I love how Luke says thanks 3PO and 3PO says I never knew I had it in me.
1: Like <laughs> What? Like oh my god.
0: <laughs> I I I, I, I yeah. love 3PO. Yeah, we love him, right?
1: He's like a mess.
0: This is where it gets real, though. Luke is now readily accepting, or let's just say readily in the process of accepting the burden of his destiny. He shares the truth with Leia yeah. later that night about Vader, who Vader is, and not only that, who Leia is. Yes. As far as, well, she's Luke's sister, you know, and, mm-hmm. and she's Vader's daughter. And, and I mean, of course, Leia's dealing with the, the heaviness of all this, and Luke's like, I have to go face him. She's like, no. He's like, I got to. This isn't just about becoming a Jedi. This yeah. is Luke's not ambitiously trying to become a Jedi. L- Luke becoming a Jedi is part of making things right. Yeah. That's the thing.
1: Well, and that's the the Jedi's whole purpose is to bring balance right. and to do it's, the right thing by all. Luke.
0: It's fallen upon Luke. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's that's really important. I think I realized that when I when we just watched, I was like, yeah. it's not like Luke's like, well, look, I want to be a Jedi, Leia, so this is how I have to do it. Yeah. It's everything being made right for the galaxy. Is me becoming a Jedi. And right. the way that I must do it is to face my father. Right? Yeah, it's
1: neat because what he you know for, for Luke, you know, it's his life, you know, when when you are living your own life, you you're not always thinking about the world around you, but no for him to realize that the destiny of the entire universe, he his part was key in that. That's a huge moment.
0: Yeah. And so it was tough. It was very burdensome, right? Luke eventually leaves, and of course Han shows up and he goes, "What's going on?" Yeah, right. <laughs> like in many situations, Han, what's happening? And Han, <laughs> and Han is of course Han about it. He gets jealous. He, oh, you you could tell Luke, right? You can't tell me.
1: And then, but he, but he, he's getting better because he's like, he is. I'm but sorry. Han's a great guy. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: It's good to see our characters struggle with their flaws. Yeah. I mean, if you cannot have these perfect heroes, I, I just. It's just and I and Star Wars really does show our character's vulnerabilities. Han's kind of a jealous guy and yeah. you know, he's loved Leia for a while and he's always wondered how she's felt about Luke. He has no idea they're brother and sister. He doesn't have that force.
1: Yeah, in, but now you know, he's probably well, and he will eventually understand what their connection was. And I think one thing that Leia said to Luke that stood out to me this time that mm-hmm. we watched it was when she was like, I can never do what you do. And he's like, No, you have it too. Yeah. Like the, the fact that Leia was never like, well, I want to do yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, she's like this because thing. Because that's what uh, Luke's like. Luke's yeah, like, I want to do it. She's but. like, I don't
0: understand. And Luke's like, oh, no, you will. Yeah. And she, she becomes. And the crazy thing is we don't even see until. She becomes it till, just as powerful as Luke, as we know.
1: Yes, and we don't even see that until, gosh, decades later. But it's just, it's neat how I think. Because I, I haven't watched Return of the Jedi in, in its entirety mm-hmm. uh, for years um, since seeing the new ones. And so with all that in my mind, right. how watching them have that conversation of, you know, her kind of being like, is, that's not really my thing. And he's like, oh, it's definitely no, your it's thing. It's definitely your thing. It was just neat. I don't know. It was neat.
0: Now the stage is set for the final battle. It's going to take place in three locations. Space with the the fleet, the Imperial fleet versus the Rebel fleet. Endor, which is Han and Leia and the ground assault team versus of course the Imperials down there trying yeah. to deactivate that shield generator and the Emperor's throne room. Mm-hmm. So Luke goes and turns himself into Vader. Peacefully. Hands right. his lightsaber over.
1: Like, okay, so the Emperor's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Him and Luke have a discussion. They have a you know a brief exchange. He goes, So you've accepted the truth. He goes, No, I accepted the truth that you're my father. So so Luke is not just mm-hmm. presenting himself. To fight his father, he wants to turn him back.
1: Yes, because to good because what the conversation that he and Obi Wan had before he left Dagobah was mm-hmm. Luke disagreed and said, "I do think they're still good," mm-hmm. but Obi Wan did say, "You know, put he's, like you need to bury your feelings because the Emperor is, is going to try the, to use yeah, them against you." So, so, so he's the overarching threat. Yes. So we have more
0: than just Vader as a threat. We have Emperor the Emperor as a threat who wants to. He's like. I'm fine with Vader. Right. Or Luke, why don't you come be at my side? Yeah, right?
1: why not? So so Luke has to be very purposeful about the way he goes about all of this.
0: So Luke is trying to reason with his father to say, look, I feel the goodness within you. And I believe that. He's not just trying to blow smoke at Vader. And He no. says, I feel the goodness within you. He takes him to the Emperor's throne room mm-hmm. before the Emperor, which is what the Emperor commanded him to do. He said, you know, once Luke comes to you, and he will, bring him to me so I can work with him, Right.
1: It's interesting that he points out that he built a new lightsaber when the first scene you brought up was that right. Luke was building it. Yes, while Darth Vader was taught, was speaking to him. So that's kind of interesting. Actually, yes. I didn't know. I just didn't know that piece. So it's kind of in my mind.
0: In the final battle, it's all happening at the same time. While Luke is dealing with the Emperor and Vader, we see the aerial battle. Uh, or not the aerial, the space yeah. the space battle. And then, of course, we see what's going on on Endor. With the help of the Ewoks, Han and the gang are able to disable the shield generator. After an initial, you know, really at first in, in space, the, the Rebel fleet is being overwhelmed because it's right. a trap, right? Mm, yeah, it's a trap. Well, because they thought that the Death Star wasn't operational, but it turns out it was. It blows up a massive <laughs> Rebel ship. And yeah. me and my friend Jeff always laughed at... Lando's reaction. He was like, oh, that blast came from the Death Star. That thing's operational. I'm like, dude, it just killed like 10,000 people. Are you kidding me? We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about the fact that you probably know somebody on that ship, but he's just like, oh my, what? that thing's operational. Good grief. It's a trap. Anyway, it's, it's a little rough in space there for a minute, you know, but with Han being able to deactivate the shield generator, that leaves the Death Star vulnerable. Meanwhile, the real, I think, meat and potatoes of this part of the film mm-hmm. is Vader and Luke's confrontation. Absolutely. I want to talk a little bit about how it began. Mm-hmm. The Emperor is on his throne. Vader's standing there. Luke has, again, turned in his weapon. It And, you know, Vader has it. And then he gives it to the Emperor. So the Emperor has it sitting on his throne, like yeah. on, on one of the on one of the armrests. And mm-hmm. he's just talking to Luke. He's, he's trying to say, look, your fleet's going to be lost. Yeah, your friends on the Force Moon are going to be dead. You're all that's left. There's nothing there for you. Stay with us. Join us, yeah. And then Luke is starting to get angry because he's he's seeing it. He's watching this from yeah. from from the from from like the window. So the Emperor actually is successful. He coaxes Luke to you know he really is able to fuel Luke's Luke's anger because yeah. Luke is intense. Oh yeah. Luke uses the Force. Brings his saber to him, and he actually goes. When I was a kid, I thought that he was fighting Darth Vader. Right. When I was a kid, he's trying to kill the Emperor. Vader saves the Emperor. And Mm. that's when him and Darth Vader actually begin to duel. Yeah. And it's really intense. Luke is much more seasoned now, but he's still in the defensive. He's getting into positions where he can turn off his lightsaber and talk to his dad. Yeah. He's like, I'm not gonna fight you. And that's where he's that's where where he's grown. So we see not only a duel with lightsabers, we see a duel of emotion. Emotion. Yeah. He's like, I'm not gonna fight you. And he's like, and you know, Darth Vader keeps coming on. He's like, I'm not gonna fight you. It's eventually when Luke is able to find a place to hide, Darth Vader is looking for him. What drives Luke to actually defeat Darth Vader in the duel is when Darth Vader says, You know what? Why don't I just go after your sister? Yeah. He goes, you know what? Obi-Wan was right to hide her from me. He goes, if you don't turn, she will. And that's what drives yep. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a short period of time, but Leia and Luke's bond is incredibly powerful. Yes. And it is it is Vader's threat to Leia that drives Luke to attack him. And Luke actually goes on the offensive here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because Luke has... The one thing that will set him off is if you try to hurt the people he loves. Yes. And that's what this, he's shown throughout all these films is that if you mess with the people he loves, he will absolutely mess back. That's how the film began. The film began with a plan to save the people he loves.
0: Yes. So Luke defeats Vader. After going on an offensive, Vader threatens Leia. Luke goes on a final offensive. And Vader is overwhelmed. You can tell he's kind of like, he was not prepared for Luke (laughs) to come at him with such a ferocity. And Luke actually cuts off Vader's right hand. Mm -hmm. Vader loses his saber. He's done. Yeah. Now the emperor begins to cackle because he's like, well, now you've defeated your father, so take his place. Yeah. Yeah, so like now, he, like you said,
1: he's like, it's all good here. It's, it's all, for me.
0: He just wants power. Yeah. He knows how powerful Luke is. He knows how powerful Leia is. He knows how powerful Anakin's children are. Yeah. He wants them, right? Mm-hmm. Luke refuses. In response... Emperor Palpatine attacks Luke viciously with force lightning in order to kill him. He's he's yeah. he is going to kill him.
1: Yeah, he shoots to kill for sure.
0: Yeah. Luke's writhing in pain. And suddenly we don't really see the Jedi anymore. We see it's almost like a boy yeah. who's in pain. And we see Sad. like I know this is crazy, but even with Darth Vader's helmet on, like it is ripping him apart. It's inside.
1: his it's his body language. It's, it's he's just, looking
0: yeah. at, at the Emperor, he's looking at Luke. And what gets me is when he reaches, he goes, Father, please. So Luke writhes in pain, Mm -hmm. desperately appeals to his father, his dad. Help me, dad. Leading to Vader's redemption and turn from the dark side. Vader turns, grabs Palpatine, throws him down a shaft. But in the act of picking up the Emperor, channeling this Force lightning, it it mortally wounds him. Vader is now Anakin Skywalker, though. Yeah. So he's redeemed, you know. I love this part.
1: (laughs) It's so sad.
0: As they're... Now, remember... The 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 Death Star is vulnerable, you know the shield right. def- the shield deflector. That's all going on with the, you know the Ewoks are using their battle methods to like topple these ATSTs, the walkers on two legs. Yeah. We only see an AT-AT one time in this movie, and it's from a <laughs> distance. We see an Adat from a distance in like a an establishing shot,
1: right, of
0: the <laughs> Imperial base, and we see like a Adat walking. I'm like, man, if they why didn't they break those I'm things s- out? This is the end of the second Death Star. I mean, the shield yeah. the shield is down. In the words of Amarakbar. the shield is down. All right. <laughs> Everybody is running crazy in the second Death Star, and Luke has his father. He's he's yeah. carrying Anakin, and he, he has to stop. And Vader now, Anakin Skywalker, has Luke remove his mask to look upon his only son with his own eyes. Really sweet thing. He says, yeah. "Let me let me look at you with my own eyes, right?" And Luke's like, "You know, no, you're gonna die." And He's like, "I'm dying. This yeah, is it." Like,
1: I know it's happening.
0: He tells Luke that he was right, as in Luke was right all along. And, to- and tells him to tell his sister that he was right. You know, so um, it, it's it's a really beautiful moment to see Anakin, even at the very end, after he's done so much, yeah. be able to redeem himself. as a powerful message that it's yeah. never too late to do the right thing, you know. Of course, we know that Darth Vader had to eventually pay for all that, you know, yeah. in a sense, because you know. It, it, it,
1: there's, there's no world in which... He would redeem himself and then just, like, live happily ever after. Yeah, it would have had to be a tragic ending always.
0: The most we see is he says, Luke, let me look at you. Yeah. And you, you want to imagine that, oh, it'd be great to see Darth Vader and Luke fishing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but but no, it, because of what Vader did, justice does not allow there to be a place where Vader can continue with his son. Mm-mm. He has to answer to that, and he's he has. Yeah. He succumbs to his wounds and dies. With the, de- with the Death Star shield disabled, the Death Star is vulnerable. Lando and Ace X-Wing pilot wedge Antilles destroy the Death Star. Luke narrowly escapes with Anakin's body, which he burns in a funeral pyre mm-hmm. on Endor. The film ends with this massive party on Endor. In the original, it just shows Endor. Like, like in the original yes. Return of the Jedi, it's, it's only on Endor that you see the celebration. The special edition and later versions of the film added other planets worlds yeah. and systems mm-hmm. showing a much wider celebration across the galaxy of the empire's fall which would make sense there's a big reunion we see that han and leia they are together yes like unhindered <laughs> she had earlier broken to han like he's my brother because han's like look when he comes back i won't stop you
1: oh my She's god like, he's, he's, he's my such brother. A baby he's my brother
0: like chill out and han's like Thank you, God. Thank you. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) All is well and Luke, now a Jedi, and in the fulfillment of his destiny, sees Yoda, Ben, and his father as force ghosts Mm -hmm. looking on in pride. And and when you say his father, you mean Anakin Skywalker. Well, in earlier films it was Sebastian Shaw, English actor. This
1: is part of why I brought brought up the stuff about the CG.
0: Yeah, well, Sebastian Shaw plays Anakin. Yes. Now we know we know the great James Earl Jones. Is the voice is the voice of Darth Vader? I mean, it's it's like it's iconic. Yes, it's iconic. David Prowse played him in the suit.
1: Who honestly, that's just because he's a big guy. Yeah, Yeah, he's a
0: big guy, but he did not have the voice. I mean, you cannot have Darth Vader without (laughs) no. And actually,
1: you should people should YouTube. Hearing him do it in rehearsals when he's it's, speaking, it's just funny because yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not no. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Isn't he like Australian or something?
0: He just brought the, I mean, before we saw Anakin as, I'm not sure, by the way, to answer that. But, you know, we had before we had seen Anakin, Jake Lloyd in episode one, mm-hmm. and of course, Hayden Christensen. Yes. I think that. James Earl Jones really brought the persona of Darth Vader to Darth Vader. Absolutely. But, yeah, so when we see the Force ghosts, though, at the end of Return of the Jedi, we see Yoda, Ben... And Anakin, in the original, it was Sebastian Shaw, older actor, who actually is the actor when he takes the mask okay. off. Okay,
1: yes. and but like and, the, and, If you watch on Disney Plus now.
0: You see Hayden Christensen. Which. Which I think is cool.
1: That's a cool, well, look, I mean. I'm okay with Whether that. I agree or not. I'm okay with both. I am okay with both because having Hayden Christensen there puts him back in a place before he, before evil even touched him. Yes. And I like that. I yes. like that when he was taken by the force or whatever, he gets to be that and not the right. the shell of a man he had become. So I can I can appreciate that interpretation for sure.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, I I don't want to jump too much out of the the time period. I like taking Christensen a lot in episode three. I like I need I definitely three.
1: need to rewatch them cuz I do not remember
0: them. The more time <laughs> goes by and we'll talk about that some, you know. Yeah, yeah. at another time, but I will say that I I appreciate him as more time goes on, you know. And mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic actor. Uh, I've seen him in some great yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's
1: been in some great stuff.
0: So okay, we get one final shot of our heroes together and yes. the film ends. So that is it and as a kid, that's what I thought. Of course yeah, we know it's not Yeah, it that was it. for a long time. I, I love this movie. It is a great chapter in the in the Star Wars Skywalker saga. And we had to talk a lot about that. I know we talked a, a good portion of this about th- that, that pl- Luke's major plan to bust out Han at the beginning because it just... Luke was... I think this is the best of Luke. Yeah. That we see. M- my favorite Luke is Return of the Jedi, Luke. You might be surprised. My second favorite is actually the last Jedi Luke. So yeah, Uh, I I, I do. I mean, I just, you know, but I love Luke in this movie. And if anything, if anything would make it even close to being better than empire for me, it would be just how his character develops. Mm -hmm.
1: I just, I love seeing our heroes all really, truly rising to the occasion.
0: Yes. And they do. So before we go, I want to talk about something that we have in the studio. It is my Darth Vader lightsaber. (laughs) I found this at a thrift store. Of it's course. not, it's not an old classic one. Remember, I told you uh, last week. Yes, I there was a picture of me when I was five with. Uh, I had a red one. I wanted a blue one or a green one because I wanted Luke's. Of course, but I, I was, you know, Santa only was able to find Darth Vader's. Of course, you
1: know, and Santa can only do what he can do. So, yeah, this <laughs> one is from
0: 2010. It's, it's a, it's obviously a little more true to size. The hilt, it's Darth Vader's. Yeah, and it, it comes out. It has
1: like the rollout. Yeah, yeah plastic the, yeah,
0: like the. You'll yeah, we'll have to get a picture of it. Yeah. So yeah, really cool. So that's in the studio with us for a relic. I know it's not a 90s relic, but again, it does connect back to my memory of having a Vader it lightsaber. It does indeed. I still consider this my lightsaber. My son <laughs> might.
1: Well, when the mood strikes.
0: He's got, he has Luke's. He has a blue one like this. Of course. But whenever I pull out this one, he's like, oh, wait, no, I want the red one. I'm like, dude, I'm your father.
1: <laughs> Anyways. Actually, when we had our second... Our our daughter, uh, a friend of ours bought bought us shirts, and um, yours said, "Um, I am the I, am your, I am your father," and what mine said? What did mine say? I don't remember. Oh no! Well, it had it was had like you know the the Star Wars crawl on it, and it said like a, oh the force is strong with this one. Oh yeah, that was a great shirt. Yeah, and then but it had like an arrow pointing to the belly. No, because I'm not pregnant.
0: Oh, that was a great shirt. Though. It was
1: a great shirt, and I wore it often.
0: <laughs> well we have been at this quite a while yes if you have been with us during this entire time talking about Return of the Jedi we appreciate your time we just again are incredibly honored and it means a great deal that you would hang with us and listen to us yes
1: we appreciate you guys giving us shout outs on Instagram yeah. or Twitter or whatever it, it genuinely means so much uh, we appreciate each and every one of you we love listening to the other shows of our friends that are yeah, we have you know out community. there um, yeah we just we appreciate you guys a lot
0: We do. And we are excited about next week's episode. I do want to kind of put out that we're going to have a guest host. Yay! So excited. Yeah, my best friend, Jeff, who me and him have been best friends since 2002, almost 20 years.
1: If you've listened to even one other episode of this show, then you'll have heard about Jeff. Yeah,
0: I probably have mentioned him. He is really not my best friend as much as he's my brother. Yes. So I consider him that. And me and him have been, again... You know, (laughs) best buds since 2002, and we are uh, excited to have him on next week to talk about a special topic, so stay tuned for that. I'm excited that we have, you know, a couple more episodes in the Star Wars month, because this has been a lot of fun. But until then, may the Force be with you all. Yes. And us. (laughs) And this is Toby. And this is Brooke. We're going to shut it down, and you guys... Take it easy, and we will see you next week at the Tape Store for more great 80s and 90s nostalgia, Star Wars-related especially, uh, until the end of May. And by the way, follow us on Instagram.
1: Yes, uh, at the Tape Store.
0: Yeah, give us a rating. I promise we're shutting the doors this time. (laughs) Take care, guys.
1: Bye.